0: Father, Father, am I speaking or is there something else you want to do? God, I just want to thank you for today. You really are doing something different.
1: God, I love that. I love this variety that we have in you. We can never put you in a box.
0: Although sometimes we try to because we feel safe and secure. (laughs) Oh, we worship you, Father. We love you. We adore you. There's no one like you. Let me ask you a question. How many people here are confident
1: they're pressing onto their destiny in Christ? You're clear what God's
0: called you to do and you're trying your best to do it. Can you put your hands in the air if you're... Mm -hmm. If you're still not, okay. Well, maybe this will help you this morning. Thank you, Jonathan Worship Group.
1: It says in Ephesians chapter two, "For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. We should walk in them." Philippians three says this. This is the Apostle Paul saying, "Not that I have already obtained it, or have already become perfect, but I press on in order that I might lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me, brethren. I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet." But one thing I do, forgetting these things that lie behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press towards the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.31 says this, if God is for us, who can be against us? <coughs> you know, to reach a God-ordained destiny in Christ, individually and corporately, we need to press on. What we're doing today, we're pressing on. You see, that presentation that nick did yeah we've got to hear about the finances but in one sense it's nothing to do with the finances it's all about pressing on in god individually and corporately that's what it's all about pressing on see if we're not pressing on in god we're stood still or We're backsliding actually i think standing still is backsliding as well we're going backwards instead of forwards and we need to be in that place where we're continually pressing on in god and what i want to do today i just want to give you 27 different things that you can do to help you press on in God. I've only got six. Actually, I was going to put down seven, God's perfect number. I thought, no, I'll be humble. I'll just say it's six. Okay, so I've only got six different things. I'm just going to fly through them in the next, well, I'm going to be out of here by half past three. So that one, okay. Right. The first thing, ask God to give you an understanding of where you are. You see, God is always preparing us for our destiny. God is always preparing us because he wants to give more anointing to us. He never ever wants us to settle for what we have or where we are. He's always preparing us for more. See, when we have this in our thinking, when the tough times come against us, we keep pressing through and we don't back off or throw in the sponge. If we don't have a sense of the call of the destiny of God ahead of us, when the tough times come, we will give up and we'll just get confused. But when we've got that clear sense of, I know where I am and I know where I'm going, we come through the tough times. If we don't know that, you won't get through the tough times. You get tossed to and fro and all over the place. But when you know where you're going, you might meet resistance, but you can break through and you can press on in the call of God. So it's important to know where we are and where we're going. That's what we're saying today. Here we are, this is where we're going. And there's financial implication, but as I said, it's nothing to do with the money. It's to do with pressing on in God. Hallelujah. So ask God to give you an understanding of where you are. You see, things don't just happen randomly. And this has heard this a few times lately in life. Things don't just happen randomly to Christians. I don't believe that. I don't believe things happen by chance or it's just an accident. I think there's a sovereign God working out his purposes. And he's always trying to show us something or teach
0: us something. So things don't happen randomly. They happen under the sovereign hand of God. That's important. The next thing is refuse to give any negative thoughts. You know, most of
1: our problems are up here. Most of my problems are certainly up here. I can believe down here, but I can have all these doubts and other things going on up here and there's this conflict between my heart and my mind. But you see, I can believe in my heart and doubt in my mind and I know that. I've learned that over the years. So no matter what's going on up here, I'm pressing into what I've got down here. And I encourage you to do the same. Guard your mind as much as possible. Though. Protect your mind from the negative thoughts that come against it. You. you know one of the ways to do that? I keep it simple. I just take every negative thought as from the from
0: the devil, every good thoughts from God. It's as simple as that. That makes it easy for me. And guard your mind, it's very, very important we don't become someone else's dustbin.
1: You know, people want to offload the junk into you and put all the rubbish that's in their life into your life because you sit there and you listen without saying anything. I refuse to become someone else's dustbin. I've got enough rubbish on my own. In fact, there's so much rubbish in my life, sometimes I've got to take some of it up the tip. I can't wait for the dustman to come around. So I've got no room for you to pour your rubbish into my life. So don't be someone else's dustbin. Keep the lid on. Protect your mind. Set boundaries around it. Don't just sit there and take the junk. If someone just starts to offload some negative criticism to you, stop
0: them. Say, sorry, I don't want to hear that. Send them to the person they're talking about. Just say, that's gossip. You go and sort it out face to face. That's walking in love. That's what we should be like as a body of Christ, isn't it? Exactly. I'm not a politician, by the way. You've probably caught on to that over the years.
1: Keep your mind lined up with the Word of God and positive things. Fight the good fight of faith. Let the word of God be a strength, the spirit of God within us. You know, another way to fight the fight of faith is to hold up the, the prophecies over your life before God. I do that regularly. Father, all these prophetic words over my life, I'm fighting over them. I'm reminding you of them. I'm taking steps towards them. Please show me if there's anything else I can do. I am not into fatalism. Someone's prophesied. It's lying on the shelf and God will bring it about in his own good time. No, he won't. If I don't believe into them, pray into them, hold up before God, and take steps of obedience towards them, they will never, ever be fulfilled. And it's not God's fault, it's my fault. So, nearly on a daily basis, I hold up prophetic things over my life before God. Father, you say this, I'm reminding you of this, I'm heading towards this to the best of my ability. If I get off track, please correct me, God, but I'm heading for this thing, because you've spoken into my life, and I'm believing for it.
0: Fight the good fight of faith. Or the prophetic words in your life. Listen for the still small voice of God within you. See, God doesn't play hide and seek. It's like someone said just to little kids. When God plays hide and seek with kids, is the curtain, but he sticks his feet out. So he can see his feet under the curtain. See, God hides from us so he can be found. Not so we can't find him. And the reason he hides from us is because he wants us to get after him. He wants
1: us to find him. That's why he leaves his feet sticking out under the curtain. That's why we can hear the, smell, the still small voice of God within us. If we will honestly seek God with the whole heart, we will find him. Because that's what the Bible tells us. So every Christian can hear God's voice. Because Jesus says, my sheep know my voice.
0: His voice will be loving. It will always line up with the word of God. That's our place of safety. You can hear the voice of God. Get into proper alignment. I believe we're living in days where God's putting
1: the right people into the right place for his kingdom purposes. If you're a round peg in a square hole this morning, get out of it. Find your square hole. God wants round pegs and round holes, square pegs and square holes. If you feel uncomfortable where you are, ask God, God, am I a round peg in a square hole? If I am, get me out of it. Where's the hole? Where do I fit? Where, where's my place in the army, God? Bring me into alignment with your purposes for my life, my ministry, whatever it is. God, please line me up. I'm fed up being a misfit. See, lots of Christians feel misfits
0: because they're square pegs and round holes. Well, get out of the hole. Get out of the hole. Get lined up with God and his purposes. Bring yourself into alignment and relationship with people
1: that you can trust, where you can help them to develop and grow in their ministry, and where they can help you to develop and grow in your ministry. Get yourself into alignment with heaven and with those on earth with whom you can work together. You see, everyone in an army needs to take their proper place. There's a place for everyone. Standing shoulder to shoulder, fighting together. That's the power of an army. There's a discipline, there's a sense of we're in this thing together. We're here to fight for one another. Do you know why they have discipline
0: in an army? So you don't run away in the heat of battle. So if someone says, duck, you duck. God's army should be a disciplined army. Everyone in their proper place. And this army is covered with the Father's love. And it's our job to get the Father's love out there into society. To those that don't yet
1: know that God is a loving God. Who still think He's a big judge in the sky who's ready to beat them over the head and send them to prison. No, Jesus came to
0: set them free. Not to imprison them, but to set them free. Because when the sun sets us free, we're free indeed. So get into alignment. And the last one, man them. Wow. Shift to a higher level of faith. Hebrews eleven six says,
1: Without faith it's impossible to please God. Whatever is not from faith is sin. I'll say that again. Whatever is not from faith is sin. I'll say that again. The Bible says that whatever is not from faith is sin. Romans 14, 23. See, God expects us to be continually growing in faith. To keep trusting Him, to keep trusting His Word, and not to lean into our own insight and understanding. That's what God expects from us. The just of the righteous shall live by faith. Anyone righteous here today? Every born again believer is righteous because we have the righteousness of Christ, therefore we have righteous, we have righteousness in Him. The righteousness of the just, the righteous of the just shall live by faith. That's our calling. John Wimber said, faith is spelled as you hear in fire standards, faith is spelled R-I-S-K, risk. Faith has no guarantees. What we've heard this morning about the finances and the way forward, we can't guarantee that's going to happen. We just believe it's going to happen. If we could guarantee it, we wouldn't be walking by faith, would we? We believe
0: it, but we could be wrong. That's what faith is. If we insist we're right, actually, it's not faith. Because love doesn't insist in its own way and faith works by love. So we
1: believe that's going to happen. Remember Martin said a few weeks ago when he was speaking about King David, before he took on Goliath, he sorted out the lion and the bear. See, there's a growing into faith. We don't suddenly have to go up against a big mountain. or God will take you with your little mustard seed you got today. And you will use that mustard seed and you will grow into faith step by step. You see, we walk by faith. One step. Next step, we walk by faith, not by sight. And sometimes we don't see what's out there until we take the next step of faith. And that's what we're doing. We're taking a step of faith. We believe it's right that Paul and Kate come here. We believe it's right we're taking a step of faith. And as we do that, God will reveal the next steps. But we have got to walk in the light that we have. If we don't walk in the light that we have, God won't give us any more light because we don't need it. We're just stood still
0: like a big dummy. We need to learn to walk by faith, not by sight. Remember the Apostle Paul? He just walked.
1: Got to Bethany and can't go in there restrained by the Spirit of God. Okay, what do we do, God? Then in a dream, Macedonia, come over and help. But he was moving. It's like driving a car. It's much easier to direct a car when it's moving then they to get a car that stood still, isn't it? So we're called to walk by faith and not by sight. That's what God is calling us to do today. To be those who walk by faith and not by sight and press on into his purposes. Even if we don't understand it all. See, sometimes we walk by faith and understanding comes. Sometimes God gives us the understanding first. This
0: time we're having to walk by faith believing more understanding will come. But we're pressing on in him because that's how we grow. And God loves it when we run after him with a whole heart and when we press on in him. You see, if God is for us, who is against us?
1: Shall so I encourage you, brothers and sisters, today was a new day. God marked today. God marked today. And we need to mark that in our diaries. We need to put down whatever day this is, is it the fourth, is it? Mark it in your diary, your Bible, whatever. The fourth, this was a significant day in God. Part of the significance, Paul and Kate here, that's part of the significance. That prophetic thing, a new prophetic release, there's something you see. The prophetic breaks through so other things can follow. That's what happens. And God was shown us prophetically, I'm breaking through today so that church, you can press through into new things.
0: That's what God's been saying and doing today. Wasn't that good? I love it when God does that. 25 past. That's good. Wow! See, I've got to leave here early today so I was in a rush. Because I'm going to
1: Derbyshire. I'm going to leave here straight up. I'm heading to Derbyshire. And I've got to get to Derbyshire in a very short space of time because Man United are playing Arsenal on the television at 4 (laughs) o'clock.
0: Isn't that such isn't it? See? Could we stand, please? <laughs> uh, I'm just so glad that God
1: supports Man United. It's Wonderful. Father, just be merciful to Chelsea at this time. Jake. Father, I just want to thank you. You love us. I thank you. You're not religious. You're a loving Father. I thank you for leading us to this point. God, I, I just bless and thank you for all you've done in a history, individually and corporately. And God, I believe today marks a new day in the life of Kingdom Life Church. And Father, you have demonstrated that. And I thank you for that. And God, I ask you to seal this in our hearts and spirits and we truly would mark it down in our Bibles. The 4th of October, 2015, was a new day in God and God started to do a new thing. And Father, we ask for the grace to keep pressing on after you on this journey you've set ahead of us. God, that you would enable us to forget these things that lie behind that would hold us back and you give us the grace to press forward for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God, we are after you with our whole hearts, not because we've got to God, but because we love you because you first loved us. So, Father, we just continue to pray, let your kingdom come, and let your will be done in us in a whole new way from this day forward, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.